listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and Tennille. Tennille, our mum, and Emma, her awesome friend, share deep passion for the snow. They started the podcast together to share all their experiences with you. Between them, they have skied over 95 resorts, both held ski instructor qualifications, lived and worked in resorts, and still spent every hard-earned dollar skiing. They set their lives up around snow travel, and our ski bags are always packed, ready to go. We're certainly not complaining about this, are we? No way. And even better, we get to share all the experiences. Wendy Zomna is a keen snowboarder, fellow adventure junkie, and mum to two awesome boys. She's also the founding partner of US cosmetic brand Urban Decay, as well as the founder of Cali Ray, an innovative makeup brand with a focus on sustainable packaging with clean ingredients. We talk with Wendy today about keeping your makeup on at the snow, all her best tips for going from blizzard on your face to apres, and all things makeup in between. Hey, Wendy, how are you going? I am good. I'm good. It's uh, it's the afternoon, so you know I'm on my second wind, ready to go. That's excellent. Excellent. Hi, Wendy. Tanille, how how are you? Hi, Tanille. Nice to meet you. You too. You too. So yeah. So you're in California, obviously. I'm in California. I'm in Newport Beach, just uh, like one street off the beach, so I can smell and hear the Pacific all day long. It's so nice. Nice. Excellent. I know. So we actually are on the same ocean. We're really far away, but we actually are all on the same ocean. Yay. I can almost feel you across the water. I know. We can feel it. Just a little <laughs> bit. So we have you on today because we want to pick your brain about how we wear our makeup best in the snow because there's quite a few issues that we have with our makeup. And one is managing our skin from sunburn but also the things we put on our skin for sunburn that don't clog our pores and we want to ask you about rocking our makeup at the snow getting it right and then day going from day to upray and some other things so let's okay start with our skin so my expertise in um snow-based skincare and makeup is because i am an adventure and adrenaline junkie as Emma knows, and um, I've been surfing and snowboarding, you know, for years now. And I also started a makeup company you might have heard of called Urban Decay. So I know a lot about formulations and skin and formulas and what works, what doesn't work, techniques. So um, I have this kind of weird space where I'm like a little lady jock and I'm also a super girly makeup girl and like my those worlds colliding um make me excited to talk to you guys today because I get to talk about those things two things that I love you know that's so funny because that's exactly the world we live in Emma and I were chatting before is that we're not super girly girly with our makeup but we love it and we when we do love it and wear it we want to do it right so we're hoping you will give us the tips to look as radiant as what I'm looking at you on the screen at the moment. <laughs> well, that's, that's good. Like, that's like really expensive, good zoom lighting. But because <laughs> when you're at the snow, what we've discovered is you don't feel dressed if you don't have some form of makeup on. So if I if I go to the snow and I don't have at the very basic level BB cream or CC cream, and you can describe the difference between those, and I wear mascara. 
and then maybe a bit of maybe a bit of bronzer if I have access to it and people aren't hurrying me out the door. But um, you don't feel dressed if you at least don't have that. But then you can see some girls and they look fabulous. So it's getting that right that's difficult. Yeah, and I think the the other hard piece is you can go overboard, right? You can do like full makeup, and it's like, well, we're you're not at a nightclub, so what do you, you know? You have to have that right balance between like protecting your skin, keeping the sun off of it, um, making sure that stays on. Like that's another trick is like you can put stuff on, but if you're out in the snow and you're snowboarding hard and you've got on goggles or whatever, like that can come off, and then all of a sudden you find yourself with a sunburn. So it's all about like applying and protecting, keeping it on and finding exactly the right level of finish. So what I like to do is I start with a really good performance sunscreen. And the one I actually really think is the best. And I learned this from the founder of Volcom, Richard Wolcott, when we were in Tavarua, Emma, um, is the um, Shiseido sunscreen. And it's the sport sunscreen. And it actually activates with heat, sweat, water. I mean, it would work in the cold too with snow. But the point is you put it on and it's actually going to stay with you. Mm. It's not the most beautiful sheer sunscreen, but I think the priority here is to protect first, right? So I put that on and actually give myself a minute, um, probably put my hair in braids. That's usually how I wear it under a helmet. Um, do something else and let that really soak in. And then I tend to use um, one of my new Cali Ray products, but you can find another one. I like a skin tint to put on top of that. And I don't use a lot, but I like a skin tint because it's sheer, your skin shows through. But the nice thing about ours, our new Cali Ray one, it's called Free Dreaming Skin Tint. It's, it's super, super clean, super natural. And um, it's it more blurs with natural silica than a lot of coverage. So it doesn't feel like overly done or like you're wearing foundation or if it transferred off under your goggles, you wouldn't like go, oh my God, what's going on with her face? Like, because parts of your makeup are coming off, which can happen, right? Did you, did you say the skin tan or skin tone? Skin, skin tint. Skin. So skin. it's this really tint. fun little skin tint. It comes in a bottle um, and you shake it up. And it just gives you this like beautiful veil of color. Your skin just looks like your own skin, but better. So I love a skin tint on top of that Shuamura or sorry, Shiseido mm-hmm. um, sunscreen. I think it really, really works well. And then I usually add a little bit of a waterproof black eyeliner and I put oh. it in the upper inner um, waterline. So I know that that's a hard concept. I don't line on top of the lashes on the upper lash line. I I line inside that upper inner waterline. And the key to making that work is not using a sharp, a super sharpened pencil. Like you like a kind of a dull one and you just stick it in that waterline and kind of rub it across. I know the first time people do it, they're going to be like completely freaked out, but I literally can do it without looking. What's your waterline? So the waterline is um, that sort of pinky skin that's right next to your eyeball. That's like, the waterline. You mean like the under bit, like that? The under bit, but on the top. The top side. Ah, the, the top, top side. The top you don't want to. 
yeah. So if you're, if you're snowboarding and you're not going for full glam snowboarding, you don't want to line that lower waterline. That is sort of like for a smoky eye. Okay. You want to line the upper waterline with a waterproof pencil, like an Urban Decay 24 seven or our Cali Ray one that I just made called the surf proof pencil, um, which is a clean waterproof formula. It's great. Um, so you can shove that into your eye. Um, don't hit your eyeball and you won't. I'm making, I'm making notes. It makes your eyes completely pop. Um, oh. If I have one here, I will demo it so you guys can see. I do have one here. Um, I can do it on the Zoom. I know this won't show up for your podcast people, but you guys will go, oh, look how easy yeah. that is. Okay, so I'm not even like big. I can't even really see. So, Tanil, you need to take a recording of what she's doing. Yeah. Perfect. So, it come closer. It does. Come, come oh closer. Come right close to the screen. My, wow. uh, my lights are really bright. So, so like, you you wow. don't wear mascara. It's the lights, not the pencil, putting the pencil in that made me get a little you don't, you don't wear mascara. Is that where I'm going wrong? I wear mascara. No, no, you're going to put mascara on too. Oh, okay. But this really is going to make your mascara, like it's going to make it look like your lashes are extra lush okay. without having to put on a lot of mascara. This is the oh, key. This, you should be doing this like when you wake up. This oh my gosh, I love this. I love this. So yeah. it it's waterproof eyeliner as well, but it's not. you're not calling it eyeliner? What, what did you call it's it? It's an eye pencil. An eye pencil. An eye it's pencil. an eye pencil. And like I said, you can use the Urban Decay 24-7. You can use this Cali Ray. Yeah. Um, which is not yet available in Australia, but maybe soon. Oh, yeah. Um, surf proof. It's called, we call ours the surf proof easy glider eye definer. Mm-hmm. Love it. I love it. Um, but that just, even if you're not wearing mascara, I do that. Seriously, do it every day before I leave. Wow. House. Wow. Just because it takes two seconds. You just pop it in. Yeah. And all of a sudden your eyes are defined. And it doesn't look makeup because no one can see the makeup. It just yeah. looks dark up yeah, there. And like yeah. it, it makes your eye pop. Wow. So then you don't have to wear as much mascara. And if I was going to put a mascara on, I know I keep promoting my stuff, but like, I kind of made it to suit <laughs> this whole thing. So yeah. it kind of all works. Um, so I made this mascara called come hell or high water. Mm-hmm. It is a tubing mascara. So it does not come off in water. It is zero smudge. It will never smudge. It comes off with warm water and a little lash massage. You give it a little massage and it rolls off in little balls. So even if you're taking it off, it still doesn't smudge. It just rolls off in little balls. So. Oh my gosh. Because this was my biggest question. I don't wear waterproof mascara because Mm. I can't get it off. And then I find I have black under my eyes for days. Yes. Yeah. So you either have black on your eyes for days with waterproof or it's ripping your lashes out, right? right? When you take it off. Yeah. Um, it's so hard on your lashes. And yeah. if I was going to go like do like a, a surf photo shoot in a bikini and I was the model, which I would never be at my age, but yes, like, let's right. just say, yes, um, right. I would wear waterproof mascara for that particular occasion. But mm-hmm. I have worn this mascara for myself out surfing and it's fine because, you know, the water's not like warm bath water. It takes like, if you were going to get in a hot tub, this would like roll off. It would not smudge. So you would look hot even in the hot tub. If you got in with, you know, your special friend, (laughs) you're having a special moment. There was was water. 
you would be you would still look you just have some like little black dots on your face you wouldn't have that panda raccoon like smear down the face so a tubing mascara is the perfect formulation for ladies that love the snow ladies that love sports to work out activities it gives you that long wear it gives you that zero smudge without the harsh um effects of waterproof Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if you're one of those people that has kind of oily under eyes and you always find yourself with that little black smudge by five o'clock at the end of the day, mm-hmm. tubing mascara is the way to go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This is awesome. And if you're doing your little black eyeliner trick, you only need just a coat. You don't need like two coats, three coats. You just need a coat because you're already, you're already going to be like defined. And then the la- the mascara is just doing a little like visual lifting to your mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you this, do any concealer under your eye as well? Or no? Do I put concealer? Yeah. I usually do. Um, I have one, though, I have to tell you that I made for myself. It's not commercially available. But what you want to do is not look for a heavy concealer. You want to find something that's kind of like lightweight, hydrating, and glowy. That's gonna like, and you don't need to use that giant triangle that you see on makeup tutorials. Like you just need a little bit, like for me, I have a little bit of a dark circle right here. And then, uh, so I'll just do like three little dots and then I'll do two little dots here and tap it on. If you tend to be like, if you have a lot of lines under here, um, you might not do that. If you're going snowboarding, what I would do is just put it right here in the corner Okay. where, you know, cause when you smile, right. The lines like there they are. And that, that concealer is going to break down, especially if you're out in the elements. Mm -hmm. So if you need to brighten that under eye and you're going to be out snowboarding all day and you have a few, uh, uh, fine lines under your eye, I would just place the concealer right in that inner corner. Mm -hmm just a little bit to just give it a little bright and a little pop. Mm. And then right there, you're not really like creasing it all day. Mm. Yeah. I love that. That's so it's just a little visual trick. So Um, many problems solved already. I mean, it's oh good. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah, Like they're just such simple things, but so hard to get right. I I just feel like I've always got mascara that's dripping down here and yeah. what do you that, how do you take it off i mean you're no, the way you i take you just use the warm water right yeah. and yeah. how you take and the whole thing and here's another little tip this is the whole thing you got the whole thing done right you got your mascara you got your little liner you got your little skin cute skin thing um some people who are oily might need a powder in that case if i'm going snowboarding if i'm feeling greasy which i can be some days i do use the shiseido sun powder So I do dust that on um, and I use a light hand with it because it can be very heavy. So I just use it to kind of like cut the shine a little bit. Yeah. Um, And if you are going to use it all over, I would actually recommend, and this sounds like so much work, but it's not, I would recommend buying two shades. So I would recommend using a lighter shade sort of like on your cheekbones like right by your nose and then actually using it almost the darker shade almost like a bronzer like like kind of to contour the face a little bit because I don't want it to look like contour that seems like way overkill for a snowboarding day Mm -hmm. but you can end up looking really flat and fake 
And so actually just using one color can sometimes look more like unrealistic. So you actually have to put that dimension back into your face a little bit. So Mm. I just will like do my T-zone with the lighter shade and my cheeks and my cheekbones. And then I'll do a little bit underneath my cheekbones with the darker shade just to add a little dimension. Mm. And um, that usually looks more natural than if I just use the one shade. And then I set the whole thing with that. Urban Decay All-Nighter Setting Spray, because that stuff is magic. Mm. And it really does help. It like hydrates your skin, but it really does help hold everything on. And if you've never tried it, it doesn't feel like you sprayed your face with hairspray. It's a really lightweight, refreshing mist. And it definitely helps hold your makeup on all day. So I would highly recommend that for ladies who love the snow or the surf or anything else. I'm just going to go off on a little tangent for a moment because to get to our snow from Australia, if we're skiing in North America or Japan or Europe, we have to go on a plane. I use a mist while I'm on the plane. My children think I'm nuts because I'm like, who wants the spray? What do you do for plane health of your face? So uh, we... When I was at Urban Decay, working with Urban Decay, um, I created a mist that was um, a super hydrating mist. And I would spray that all the time. It smelled really good. But you can use the setting sprays. I don't recommend on an airplane using like an Evian mist. Because if you think about it, you spray with the Evian, right? And that water kind of evaporates. And when it evaporates, it takes moisture out of your skin along with it. So you actually need to be using a hydrating spray that's got some like moisturizing ingredients in it because the water will feel good when you spray it on, but it's actually pulling all of that moisture away. It's just ripping it right out of your skin and making you more dehydrated. So I'll be doing the wrong thing. It's not really helping. But go and look for a hydrating mist. I definitely am a big fan of those on planes because you can start to feel really dry and you don't want to be smearing moisturizer all over. Like it's really nice to just have a nice refreshing mist that goes all over. So I do, I am a big advocate of a mist. I will be um, the urban, the urban decay one, the all nighter, there's an all nighter glow one, which is really nice and definitely more hydrating. Um, so you could try that one. Um, mm-hmm. and what, what's the difference between the BB cream and the CC cream? So the problem is that there's no definition to BB and CC cream anymore. It's like people just call it whatever they want. The BB cream is supposed to be a BB sharper beauty ball. And it's supposed to be more of like a balmy hydrating product with a little bit of tint to it. So almost like it's almost like a less than a tinted moisturizer and a little more like not so shiny, greasy feeling. Um, a CC cream is stands for color correcting. Now, I think people just call anything a CC cream that they don't really want to call foundation. Um, it usually has more coverage. Um, so it's hard to say, like maybe they have a little more skin benefits, but the term is very loose. So, um, it's not like I'm going to be able to define BBCC cream and you're going to go buy one and there's going to be a consistent like definition of what that is. You're going to have to just, um, try them all out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. for you. so for color correcting, 
can you like for absolute beginner like me the green is to color red is that correct is yeah that- so green and red are opposite on the color spectrum so if you are very if you have a lot of rosacea you're very red you could use a primer or a prep cream that has um, a green base to it the problem with that and it will help neutralize your skin so that when you put foundation on that redness isn't shining through because a lot of times red can cut through like any foundation you put on. Um, people that have a lot of acne, a lot of times their skin's inflamed. And so you see that redness. So, um, the, the key there is to find a green something. If you've got redness to hide, that is not a chalky green. So a lot of times when, when companies make their products, they're like, Oh, we need to do a green color corrector. Right. And they make this like pretty minty green product. It just makes you look chalky and pastel-y. So you have to find a green that's like pretty green mm, in yeah. order to neutralize it. And it doesn't have to be really, um, I'll have a lot of coverage. It just has to have enough to cancel the red. It just has to be a veil to cancel the red, but it can't be pastel. Mm, that's okay. my advice to you. Um, there's other ways to, you know, cancel like red on, like if you have blemishes, what I do is I take the urban decay eyeshadow primer potion and I tap it onto that blemish. And then, um, I put my concealer on top of that because what happens when you have a blemish or blemish prone skin is that the skin gets stretched out. So you're normally kind of velvety skin texture that a concealer would like to stick to. It is now pulled taut right? So now the skin is shiny. Now you put that concealer on and it has no, like the skin has no velvety grip. It's like a shiny piece of saran wrap. Right. And Mm -hmm. so the concealer is never going to stick. So when you put the eyeshadow primer on and you put it on in a tiny amount and you don't smear it, you tap it with a finger. I like to tap it with a ring finger on my middle finger because I have the best touch with those fingers, Mm -hmm. but I tap it on Mm -hmm. and get a kind of nice diffused, um, you know, edge to it. And then I put the concealer on top of that and it will stick and stay all day. Awesome. Love it. And then what do you use for, um, taking off your face? So, uh, like we- no, I'm, I'm a double cleanser. I'm not all about like the, you know, giant, like 12 step skincare routine. That's not my thing, but I am a double cleanser because I think you have to do two things when you are wearing, Sense a lot of sunscreen. If you're outside, you really need to dissolve that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You got to like just break it down and dissolve it. So for that, I use the Shu Amura cleansing oil. I love this stuff. I have to say I've tried other dupes of it. I've never found anything like it. And I have worked with the Shu Amura people in the past and they are crazy intense about their formulas. I mean, they're super, super intense. So I'm Shumera? not Shumera. How do you spell it? It's hard to get here in the U.S., but I think it's yeah. easier for you guys to get. I think you have it there. So Shumera. that okay. big okay. bottle okay. of cleansing oil that costs, you know, $80 or $67 or whatever that you're like, oh, I, why would I spend that much? Trust me, you need like one pump a day. The bottle will last you five months. You'll yeah. be like so happy you did it. But I use that cleansing oil. I use it on dry, a dry face. You don't have your face wet mm-hmm. and you let that stuff break everything down. Wow. Okay. And you like smear it in 
and break everything down. You rinse it off and then use a, a cleanser, whatever cleanser suits your skin type. So if you need a cleanser that does a little more like deep cleaning for oily skin, then use that. If you use a more creamy cleanser, that's still continuing to like hydrate the skin as it pulls everything off, but you use that oil first, Mm. break everything down and then use the cleanser to like really deep clean and wash it all away. Mm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. This is so helpful already. It's solving all my problems. So I'm going back to the face again before uh, like Wendy, how do we, we on on your third or fourth day, you get like windburn down the snow in any kind of like, I don't know if it really happens in America that much, in Canada that much, but in Australia we get a lot. So do you get that in your outdoors and how do you? Yeah, my kids used to get it a lot. I don't get it as bad. I've kind of like olive kind of tough, oily skin. Um, But my kids when they were little would get this like super red, like almost windburn cheeks. And I do think if you use your layers of sunscreen skin tint and a little powder and setting spray you actually are creating a little protective Mm, you know like environment around your skin but if you do find yourself with windburn i love the skin ceuticals hydro balm because it is a water-based balm that's got a lot of hydrating properties but it's not a petroleum base and it's so soothing they also have a hydro balm mask which if you just want to like mask that stuff on for a while. It's great. But I have found like when I've had like irritations under my eye and like, you can't really put anything on it because it burns. Like I can put Hydrobalm on it. Like Hydrobalm, I just, I love that product. The other one is, that's really nice for windburn is the Walita calendula cream that used on your babies when they were little. Oh yeah, um, The calendula is really nice and super hydrating. Skin food is also good, but I feel like it has a little more essential oils in it. So I feel like it can burn it has a little bit of burn to it on a windburn skin. So skin food's great if you just have like a dry area that you need to like consistently moisturize. But mm-hmm. if you have a sort of like little tender burned area, I would definitely use the calendula or the hydrobalm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Love it. Oh my gosh. And obviously on your body, we get dry on our body when we ski and snowboard as well. And because you're going in and out of heat cold. Yes. Well, and just the cold's just pulling moisture out, right? Yeah. It's just pulling all that moisture out. So I use, um, in Utah where I normally ski, um, it's hard to bring up to Alaska and Alaska is a little more hydrating, but Utah is, it's a desert, right? Oh, it's super yeah. dry. I'm at eight. My house is at 8,000 feet. So already it's really, really crazy. Um, I use a coconut sugar scrub that I make myself with coconut oil and organic sugar. And just, I put drops of essential oils in it. And honestly, I don't do the essential oils to like for any therapeutic. I pick the ones that I would like want to smell like that day. So I just like throw that in there. I mix it up, you know, I heat the coconut oil a little bit. So it's mixable with like a wooden spoon. And then I just keep a jar of it in my shower I scrub down with it and I would just recommend keeping a little uh, bottle of dish soap in your shower to follow because everyone else in the shower will fall after you're done with your coconut sugar scrub. But I do that all over so that I'm at least hydrating in the shower and then um, using, I love the Walita oils for post shower. I think they're so nice. So um, post snowboarding, I use a lot of Arnica because, you know, like your booty might be sore, 
you know, you might've fallen. So I use the Arnica oil wherever I'm feeling like a little like fatigued from hiking. Cause we hike a lot in Utah as Emma knows, she went out with us. Um, and we did lots of hiking. So I'll use, um, that. And then, um, I use the, like, which was it? The rose one or no, the pomegranate oil. That one feels like really like nourishing to me. So I'll use that super nourishing pomegranate oil kind of on other places. So Amazing. that's a real love of mine is like a body oil after. So I'm just like kind of layering on the oils. Mm. You know, I, you know what you've done to but me. The Cerave, you know, the CeraVe body lotion is also excellent. It's like comes in this giant tub and we keep it on our counter and my husband and I both use it. Like when you don't really want like an oil and you just want to like rehydrate the skin, that CeraVe body lotion is great. You know, that is so funny. My daughter is 15 now and CeraVe was on a TikTok and that's what they Oh no, if they all use it, but yeah, they're all the, all the kids are into the CeraVe thing. Cause that Hiram. Yeah. Yeah. And it just sold out anywhere in Australia. You couldn't get CeraVe because it was on this TikTok sensation for 15 year olds. I was like, wow, the power of marketing, yeah. <laughs> the power of TikTok. I was like, that is out True. of control. I think what you, you're amazing. Like you, what you've done today for me is broken down beauty to common sense. So that's really been amazing for me. So thank you. If nobody ever teaches maybe, you. Comment, maybe I'll go. Through. Maybe I'll go make a TikTok. Yeah, oh, you, should. Should. you should. You should. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, you would sell out in a million. The fifteen-year-old and my eighteen-year-old would be like all over it because it's common sense makeup tips. It's not ridiculous makeup tips on how to, you know, yeah. contour and make this and do all those ridiculous things. It's actually common sense for busy. Busy girls, busy women that you know love the outdoors. So I really love that. Thank you. <laughs> so I lived in Utah myself for at Deer Valley for a very oh, long time. Oh, nice, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, in Park City, I lived, but yeah, taught skiing at Deer Valley for a couple of years, which was amazing. Tell us your favorite spot in Utah to ski. So I live near where you were but I'm on the other side of those mountains so if I stood on my front porch and threw a rock over the hill I'd hit Deer Valley you Um, can't go to Deer Valley because you're a snowboarder so I can't go to Deer Valley because I'm a snowboarder I got (laughs) dropped off at the top of um Alta and snowboarded through it through all the skiers it was great oh my Um, gosh they would have been no way. That you is, know, they're so grumpy to it, Alta. They are. They are grumpy. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I, I know it. I, we were kind of fascinated when we were with you at Solitude because we did we did an all day, didn't we? We and and we all you, day. yeah, and you guys were like every run, we're having to snap your your snowboard on and off, your boots on and off, and everything. It was like, how many runs would we end up doing? Like you were having. We did a lot it. of runs. So what we do because we're on snowboards is um, if it's good, we put our boards on, on in the lift and then we just like bolt right off so that we can kind of get that, like that fresh track first. Like if we got up early and we're first in first in line for first chair, like I don't want the guy behind me, like passing me, I want the line. So we will like, we've got this whole system on how we get our snowboards on, on the lift. And we are always yelling at us like, don't put your board on, on the lift, but we do it anyway. Oh my gosh. You are the type of snowboarder I want to ski with because I'm like, if I've got a whole bunch of snowboarders that I, that I'm skiing with and it's a fresh powder day. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not waiting. I'll see you at the bottom because I want that line too. (laughs) There's two, there's two things. about our the, our family like we have these two mantras right we used to tell the boys when we travel internationally when they were little 
and was like, this family's the law of the pirates. You fall behind, you get left behind, which is really cruel to say to your children, but it was fine. Not at all. Not at all. The second thing is there are no friends on a powder day. So yeah. Yeah. that's it. Sorry. You're I think our, I think our families would ski well together. Yeah, they <laughs> would. They would. Your Tanil's family and ours and yours would definitely so, and that yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, so Tanil, my favorite place in Utah is uh, we like to take the lift to the top of Solitude and then we hike Evergreen Peak. I just love that run. There's this one run you have to, you have to like crawl in through the trees and know where it is. And it is the nicest piece of vertical. And because people don't see it, it gets tracked out and you do have to work for it. So it feels really good. Like you hike, it's really steep. And then you get to the ridge line and the views are amazing walking out there. You're surrounded by, you know, those trees that look like they're witches trees that are all like twisted and gnarled out in Utah. And so yeah. you're walking through that along this ridge line. And then you come to the one tree that's got the little Buddha in it and you know, you're almost there. And then you walk to the top and then you get this like really great line back down to the bottom so I love these stories because that's what makes skiing and boarding so magical doesn't it because you you just got to work for it and you got to go yep there's a little border let's go and it's my line and so you don't want to tell too many people about that though no you don't want to tell <laughs> I'm not going to tell anyone exactly where it is but no do not do not and you don't want to sell solitude either because that's like a little beautiful pocket. well it was but now it's an icon pass so it's kind of it's a little um, bit yeah it's a little right. bit not what it was it, comes up, it got like that after the Olympics, didn't it? You know, when they kind of had a couple of runs there for the Olympics and they had to race on the solitude. It was like, oh, in the 2000 Olympics. It was like, oh. Yeah, I wasn't there then, back in 2000, but yeah. it was, uh, it's just not, yeah, it's not quite the same. So. so in the world, we always kind of finish off with this question, um, where is your favourite place to ski? That's not solitude. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite place to ski is probably Alaska, just because the mountains are so big, the scale is so big. You're so humbled by how incredibly huge it is. You know, one like the entire Wasatch Valley would fit into one glacier valley in Utah. And then you're like standing on the top of like, you know, the gondola at Alaska, and you look out and you're looking at the whole Chugach. And you realize how just gigantic everything is. And the scale's amazing and blows your mind. Yeah, I I just, that's a goal. I will get to Alaska. It's, it's, I've just got to fit it into my life. (laughs) It's like, that's the hardest thing. But yeah, but really amazing, Wendy, today. Like you living and breathing the Cali Ray brand. I love your, I love your line that says, dreaming of less makeup, doing more living. Yes. And you've just simplified makeup for us today. So thank you. Oh, of course. You know, I always say you like, you want, you don't want to look like a diva, you know, you don't, but you don't want to look like a dork. You just want to be like, it's right. It's getting good. We want to look good, but we want to, you know, be out there changing. I do. I'm going to go out next time in the snow and everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, who are you? Because I'm going to be perfectly primed. (laughs) Yeah. So the other, the other thing I would tell you, like, if you're really, you know, interested in like kind of having a nice look when you ride is, um, the advice I tell people is go get your eyebrows microbladed, like just wake up and have your eyebrows good. Like why, why have to like put them on or not have any, Mm -hmm. I have women I'm friends with who are like, 
you know, I don't know. And, you know, I'm kind of blonde. How will it look on me? And I have an amazing microblader here. I send them all to, and they come up to me and they're like, look. And I'm like, yeah, you look five years younger. Like you didn't do anything crazy. They just microbladed your eyebrows back on. Mm-hmm. And I fortunately have a lot of hair, but I had her go in and just like put a few um, extra strokes in where maybe it was like a little thinner along the back back here. Yeah. And it's so nice to just like wake up and you have eyebrows and like they're done. And that's just another like step that makes you feel a little more like I'm just naturally hot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll set you up with her. Her name's Pia Lang and she's amazing. She yeah. works, uh, she works here in Southern California in Orange County. And, uh, she does a lot of high profile people and she is amazing. So Nice, nice. We I'm sure you have that. amazing microbladers in Australia too. Definitely, like my yeah. advice is though, don't just be like your friends, like, oh, I've got a girl, right? Go to her or his Instagram page, look at their before and afters. Um, mm-hmm. don't go with the cheapest person, probably, unless they're a friend and they're giving you a deal. But really, like it's your face. And if they take too heavy of a hand, if they don't pick the right color, like you're not going to get the result you want. If you have someone good, it's going to like make you so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, you, I, I love, I love Wendy so much, Tanille, because she is us, but with much better makeup techniques. <laughs> and- you know, we didn't even talk about lips. You know, like, oh, yeah, I know. But the quick tip on lips is put your sunscreen balm on and then use a really pretty, like, sheer, uh, you know, lip gloss on top of that, a plumping gloss. Oh, and, and the other thing we didn't ask you about before we before we finish up is um, what do we put in our pocket when we know we're going to upray afterwards? Oh, I would just put a little, like, um, a little powder compact because and a little lip gloss. Because if you're using your tubing mascara and all of that, you should be good, but you're going to look a little like kind of beat up from the day, right? A little windburn, a little this, and just a little bit of powder on top of what you have will kind of even everything back out again. Mm -hmm. And then you put a shiny, pretty glossy lip on that. And then you are like, good to go. Yeah. Oh, cool. Love it. I love it. I am, I'm enthralled. (laughs) I can't wait to do it. It's just, yeah. Cause I am a non-makeup wearer but you have excited me and I think that I can do a lot to my face to make it look younger <laughs> by makeup no, no, no. yeah you know what I'm all about like the aging grade. like I uh, you, you know it is what it is yeah. but you might as well make it like yeah you might as well have, have some self-confidence with it while yeah you're it's getting that sweet spot isn't it it's it's I, I mean, yeah, I look around, I go, well, I want to age gracefully. I do not want to be that person that walks in and you go, oh my God, you were just not 22. You are in your forties. But at the same time, you don't want to kind of give up and go, oh, well, you know, I'm not 22. So it's just right that sweet spot of everything. You know, the people we were talking about this before, actually the people we admire are the women who are just that little bit older than us and they're just rocking it. You know, they're just such great examples. And so, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Wendy, for yes. your time. You're a very busy lady and we really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and Tennille. If you've learned a handy tip or two, then happy days. To catch all our episodes, subscribe on iTunes. It's free. Head over to www.lovingthesnowlife.com.au for more info and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Loving the Snow Life. If you have any suggestions for topics or guests, then email us on our website. Thanks to everyone who leaves a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to share our episodes on your social media.